Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Guy, it's been a it's been a minute. It's been about what's twelve times sixty? Hmm. Uh, seven hundred and twenty. Yeah, nice. You beat me to it. It's been about seven hundred and twenty of the suckers. Um, what are the suckers? Minutes? Yeah, minutes of suckers. Minutes of four suckers. I see. I yeah. I mean, you're right. We were uh, just together doing the director's commentary for On Her Majesty's Secret Service, but a movie. You- that rocked. rocked. Yeah, a movie that really rocked. And it's, um, I mean, I, I actually haven't looked up a lot of it, but I understand generally it's panned and, you know, Lazenby's a one-time a one wonder as a bond, which mm. I think feels unfair. But it sort of speaks to like, um, even back then, the immediacy of takes, you know, and how poorly they often age. You don't yeah. need to know exactly how you feel about everything right as it happens. You can Why process. You yeah, yeah. Yes, you're of course correct. I do try and to be. And also you should course correct because instead of making a, a wider point about the state of uh, takes in the current attention economy, let's just put it out there. You should watch On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah. It came out in 1969. The internet loves that number. And I love seeing a Australian swimsuit model wearing a kilt and a ruffled cravat at the same time while in disguise. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a it's a long two hour twenty beautiful ornate movie with a lot of fun action sequences, great soundtrack, a lot of beautiful uh, women who have various different allergies, and. You know, if you want to hear more, not from us, but from uh, the producer and director of the film, then please yes. check out the director's commentary. The director's commentary. We've got um, legendary Bond franchise kind of creator for the for the cinema, uh, Cubby Broccoli, Albert Broccoli, the great Cubby and, Broccoli, um, who I believe might be dead, and the definite ghost of Peter R. Hunt, who's the um, one time director. Of that movie. But anyway, that's on the stream. You've probably already heard it, to be honest, if you're listening to this. In fact, I'd say you definitely have. <laughs> if you listen to the friend zones, you gobbled that up for sure. But we enjoyed doing it. It was fun. 
It was fun. It's yeah, we speculated a bit about it, not on on mic, but amongst ourselves about what a unique experience it is for us to sit down and, well, I suppose enjoy a movie. Yeah, fucking wild, absolutely wild. So, guy, friend zone, uh, my friend, we're still in lockdown. This just in. The fucking dudes are still in their houses, mm. communicating via the internet once again. And um, in cricket, Tim. There's uh, obviously a century is a huge achievement. If you bring up a hundred runs, that is a, a feat of you know concentration and coordination. It's so cool, they call it a ton. And um, there's a there's a sort of there's a known period in your as you might be inching your way towards a century called the nervous nineties. Oh yeah. And uh, when you get in the nineties, you know the magnitude of what you're working towards and the idea that you might actually you know. Took off, off this milestone can uh, start playing tricks on your head, and we here in Auckland have, have um, we've just broached the nervous nineties. We're on the ninety first day of our lockdown, and I, I hope we can cautiously and tentatively right? raise the bat. Um, I didn't realize what uh, day along we were. That's uh, it's quite a lot, eh? How does it make you feel? Anything? Um, do you know? I've very consciously been trying to like not think about it. Fair enough. Right? Because, like, it's, I think it's, well, it's not going to change either way. You know, my thinking about it isn't yeah. going to affect the fact that I'm in it. So I think the best course of action is just to um, ignore it. <laughs> not in a way where I'm breaking the rules, but just in a way where I'm not constantly turning it over in my head. I, I totally agree. Um, but I just think, you know, God willing, we're not going to score this many runs again. So part of me really wants us to, to, to bring up the hundred and then um, get out the next ball, <laughs> trying wanna, to trying to hit a hundred days. <laughs> That's a really funny goal for us to start adopting. Everyone's losing their fucking minds and talking about how the economy's going down the fucking Google. And you're like, "No way, baby! We've got to get to triple digits." I, I just, I genuinely feel like we've made it so far. It would be a shame for it to be spoiled by being let out of the house early. Uh, if we, what's the Hold on, we can work this out. Dude, I reckon if it's the date that everyone says it's going to be, oh, you said it's 90. Oh, yeah, we will. We'll be at like 104, something like that, 103, 104. Nothing wrong with 104. It's a high score for a lot of people. It's also weird because I guess for any for our listener who's presumably in America, we've sort of- And t- libertarian, so absolutely dog about yeah. what our government's doing to us. We've sort of time-traveled. In New Zealand, it's like we we started enjoying all of the liberties of being COVID free uh, a yep. long time ago, and then now and we didn't get like a million of them, but we did get a few messages of people being like, "You you you fuckers need to stop like mentioning the fact that we're in lockdown and you're not in lockdown." And I'm like, that is absolutely fair enough. Um, but guess what? The the fellas have given uh, themselves a healthy taste of their own medicine. Yeah. <laughs> and we do not love it. It's strong. I'll tell you that about the medicine. <laughs> it's, it's a powerful brew. But I've been itching to get on the friend zone. It has been um, quite a while. Apologies for that. I'm raising a baby over here, guys. There's a few balls in the air. I've also had to take on a little bit. Well, I haven't had to. I've, I've chosen to take on a little bit of um, contract work, which has been interesting. How is that for you? Yeah, it's all good. It's good to use the brain, to be honest. You know, like I've been in a very low gear, um, uh, not being able to do stand-up and put on shows and mm. organise people to do them and stuff. So I've, it's it's good to engage the brain. Um, do you but, find – can I – I know that you're trying to 
wind I am winding something. to a cool anecdote, which I reckon you can guess which one it is. But yeah. Well, it's just I feel like I, I'm so much more disciplined when it's um, other people's work. Like it's so much easier to, to turn your brain on and actually power up when that's true. there's anyone else reliant on you. Then it's like, well, I would love to write a joke. I'll yeah. do that in 90 days from now when I'm still in my house. 100%. So anyway, as you if were. Only, if only you could like pretend that you – and I've, I think I've I've read this online for little like fucking life hacky, you know, Tony Robbins things. Treat your future self as if it is a different person, like it's a friend of yours, and you're doing them a favor. Yeah, you know, try and get into the click into. There's that a great deal. Jerry Seinfeld bit which inverts that premise, which is like, ah, that's future guy's problem. I had a great bit many years ago about this, about how saving money is you giving your money to a stranger that you'll never meet. So why the fuck would you do it? It's irresponsible. (laughs) It's a good bit. Bring it back. It was a good bit. Bring back the bits. I completely forgot about that bit. And then I was doing a, uh, I think it was a charity um, gig with um, Tavita Manukia. He's a fantastic Kiwi comedian. And he was like, you should do the money bit tonight. And I was like, oh, man, I can't even remember how that goes. And he did the bit. To, he did my bit to me. Wow. <laughs> which is so gratifying. Yes. Um, we had a barbecue recently, which you were at, Guy, and uh, walkout boy, Joseph Moore, was there, and, and he is like an encyclopedia for New Zealand comedians' old jokes, and we just started using him like a jukebox. <laughs> Truly. He teched at the comedy club in Auckland for like – and his. Uh, for two years or so in his early 20s and has literally just retained not just the material but the performance ticks of the comedians doing it. His memory is incredible as well. Like, he's so good with that stuff. He he remembers a lot of my jokes that I don't, I, I can't recall anymore. I never wrote down, so it's actually quite you useful. You should <laughs> sit down with him and compile the greatest hits and sure. tour, tour it, film it, sell it, make a million dollars, change the world. Guy, here's what's happened since... Last we were on the friend zone, um, I, I, I went in uh, to give blood for the first time in ages. Mm. And I think it's been a long time between drinks. I can't remember for sure if, if it was last time, but I think it was. The last time, which was about a year and a half ago, I went and gave blood. I fainted mid-thing. Oh. And it, it was quite shit because it was um, it was uh, one of the like mobile centers where they come into a, a church and they sort of take it over and set it all up, which is fine. But um, they were real kind of loose and the nurses like set me up and then kind of walked away <laughs> and the little machine started beeping. I was like, oh, I wonder what that beep is. Oh, I'm sure it's fine if, you know, no one's paying much attention to it. And then like came very close to blacking out because my, um, my blood pressure had gotten too low. I was like, oh, well, that probably won't happen again. So then about less than a week ago, I, I go in for the first time in 18 months to um, go and give blood and uh, all's well, all's going totally fine. Everyone is slick and professional. It's in the main uh, centre in Epsom where there's like a – it's the permanent New Zealand blood service building. And um, sit down in the chair, all fine, needle goes in, no walkers, find the vein. I've got great bloody – she called them um, excellent-looking veins. You know, I'll I've bet, got I'll, vein bet they, I'll bet you say that to all the donors. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and – then maybe mm, I'd say about some between five and ten minutes into the blood coming out of me, 
uh, the nurse comes over and she's like, doing all right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm cool. I feel a little bit weird. And then black out. <laughs> like, Last thing you I, got out was I feel yeah, a little bit weird. Yeah. Really I, good. I got out. I feel a little bit weird. And then like immediately as I got to the end of the sentence, just vroom, gone. And then I don't know how long I was out for, but I don't think it was very long. Come to. And there's like all these people leaning over me. And it's quite a – I was telling Zoe, and she was like, yeah, I actually think you had a seizure. <laughs> I don't think that was fainting. Um, seizure's apparently not always as big a deal as they're made out to be. I, but, um, speaking to a man who's had a seizure himself. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes just the, the body trying to get you to go horizontal so you get more blood flow to your brain, um, which is what she suspects happened this time. But, like, when you're coming to out of that and people people are like, they're like, are you okay? Are you okay? But – for I don't know five seconds maybe like I couldn't comprehend what words were and I didn't know how to like communicate back out oh. and it was very it was quite a freaky feeling. Were you trying to use words? Yeah, trying to well a trying to make sense of what was being said to me, and yeah. then also trying to sort of like communicate back out to the world, but it was uh, impossible. Because your, like, your brain kind of torpedoes your perception of time in this situation as well. So did, did that yeah. feel long enough that you suddenly became concerned that you, you'd lost faculty of speech? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But, like, then you can't even sort of articulate that because you've lost your ability to sort of yeah. use language even in, in a monologue. So it's just kind of a feeling of a, a little bit panicky. Not great. But then, it you know, it went yeah. immediately. Um, and then uh, everyone was like, oh, man, you're okay. And they put the screens around you real fucking quick when you pass out in the blood donation center because they do not want you to freak other people out. <laughs> so they <laughs> put the screens up and then um, this uh, this lovely nurse kept telling me, she was like, oh, don't worry, this happens about six or seven times a day. We do about 100 donations across the day. This this happens about, you know, six or seven times. And uh, I was like, oh, okay, sweet. And I was like, man, I've I've – I feel so like sweaty, like I've got such a, a, a damp brow and like, I just feel so sweaty. And then, um, they all kind of checked. I was okay. And, and the other ones left. And then the main nurse was like, okay, I'll go and get you some, uh, some orange juice and a Kit Kat to sort of bring you back to. And I was like, yeah, cool. And then I was like, oh man, did I piss myself? <laughs> And so I, I, I looked up at my pants and I had, in fact, pissed my pants <laughs> while I blacked out on this goddamn blood donation table. Oh, and to, like how everyone presumably was aware. Yeah, yeah, totally. But it wasn't all... like an almighty piss, but, you know, I had loaded up on water so much because that's what they tell you to do going in. So yeah. the big full bladder. And uh, just blacked out, and my body at its first opportunity was like, all right, we can relax everything. I'll bet anything you are on some sort of anonymous nurse's um, message board right now on yeah. the, you know, the wall of piss. Oh, man. Chuck me on there. You, proud, to, you, proud to be a participant. You you put it on Instagram, and I like you sit, You described it, and there was that photo of you sort of at the, at the place. Oh, this, is too, this is too funny. This is a bit. And then you swipe, and there's just a photo of your pissy pants, and yeah, it man. really pushed me over my the edge. Wet patch on my pants, um, where I had pissed myself <laughs> after having a seizure. <laughs> yeah. But part of it is because, I mean, A, very funny thing to have happen, but B, um, that does not happen often at all. You pissing truly. yourself. 
uh, that definitely doesn't happen very often. But people like passing out or having adverse reactions is very rare. But giving blood is so important. So if you if you can, you should. Yeah. Apparently, it might not be for me. So I might look into You're, giving plasma. Yeah. Really forcing the issue. Well, you know. One time you're like, oh, yeah, bloody, that's fine. That probably won't happen again. But yeah. two, you're like, okay, maybe it's a pattern. And I'm a wee boy guy. I'm a little. You got those, big, those big veins. Big juicy veins. Yeah. But not enough body weight to um to get that blood pumping. But plasma apparently is where it's at because that doesn't fuck you up as bad, but it takes longer. I love me some pl- some plasma. Was it? I reckon now we can be the seizure boys because I think we've both had uh, seizures. Yeah. <laughs> funny story. Well, I think they're funny stories attached to them. I've told your story previously and I think it's really funny. And I, I hope you do too. I think I think it's funny too. Um, yeah. <laughs> I told that story on Australian television and they got complaints that I was making fun of seizures. And it's funny. I was like, it's funny when you say <laughs> your. Speak a story about something that happened yeah. to you, and people get offended by it. But it's my seizure. Mm. Anyhow, we have correspondence from the various identities assumed by our one libertarian listener. He is a clever clogs. He is. Uh, this one here I received on Twitter at Twiwet Pod, and it's quite beautiful. It just says this: "Hey, I just want to say your podcast makes me feel at home wherever I am, which is big for me." Because anxiety. It's also one of my inspirations for my own podcast, Byte, spelt B-Y-T-E, Marks, M-A-R-X. Just thank you for everything. That's it. That's the whole message. I want to know what Byte Marks is about. They say home is where the pod is, and with modern technology, it can be anywhere. Who says that? Um, I just made it up. Oh, you got me. I'll tell you a little bit about Byte Marks, a podcast for ga- by gamers for gamers, but about politics. <laughs> Bite Marks is a podcast about examining games from a political perspective and looking at how politics and video games affects its players and world around it. Our libertarian listeners going to fucking hate this. (laughs) This is some self-loathing, making this and putting it out into the world, letting us know. Me, on the other hand, I'm kind of interested in it. That does sound like you. Mm. This is the one on NPR, yeah? Uh... I already closed the tab. I'd completed my research. It might be on Hawaiian Public Radio. I've got a donation here for the princely sum of, get this, $6.90. And that's from Gracie. Mm. Do you get it, Guy? Yeah. $6.90. It's an amount of money and a hilarious message all rolled into one, which is good because there's no hilarious message attached. $6.90 Six dollars ninety is uh, sort of like a, a new, it's like a, I don't know. I feel like you've created separation between the six and the nine. So, well, what are you going to do? You can't give us sixty nine dollars. That's entirely too much. And sixty nine cents is actually pretty funny. Yeah, I think <laughs> just donating sixty nine cents. Reference. We good. appreciate the donation, but um, well, I don't. I don't join Guy on this. I'm. I'm very grateful for the almost seven dollars rather than almost seventy cents. That spins my wheels. I'm. I'm uh, just going through the. Sorry for being remotely distracted. I'm just going through the the Twitter and. Uh, well, go for it. I'm going to read an email. Okay. How do you like that? I like it. This was sent to us in June, Guy. Yes. 
June the 23rd, which was, if I'm not mistaken, is that the um, Equinox? I, whenever I hear Equinox, I just think of the Kanye West song where he says he needs every uh, bad bitch up in Equinox. He needs to know right now if you're a freak or not. So it's a gym, I think. I was way off. It was on uh, the 20th of March this year. Mm. What's solstice? Solstice is like the, uh, it's that mid-year, shortest days, I think 18th of June? No, I mean, what's the date? Because I'm sure the 23rd of June is something. Summer solstice is the 21st of June. Oh, wow, fuck. In North North America. Dear Batman and Flash, I'm emailing from the past. Finished season four a while ago and interested to see where you go next couple of things i thought you might find interesting number one i've been trying to work out what it is about the combination of phallus that works so well and i think i'm onto something guy is the fella who has several stories about soiling himself in public wow <laughs> wow that he accidentally keeps starting to tell tim is the fella who brings fireworks to a backyard party and tells you it's fine both bring a different element of danger also could be something about being interesting, funny, and genuinely fond of each other. I am genuinely fond of Guy Montgomery. It's no lie. Point two. But it's not all perfect. In season three, you were talking about when Zicoli was knocking on the window to see Simoli at a cafe. For context, for reasons I cannot recall, you had established that Zicoli was naked. There have been a large number of takes, and you observed that the man drinking coffee outside the front window did not look happy. I was surprised that you missed that the man drinking coffee was Coffee Guy, which even I could tell despite not having seen either film. Maybe you needed to see We Are Your Friends a few more times to make the connection. (laughs) Fuck. Also... It occurred to me that Coffee Guy wasn't happy because each take Sicoli was accidentally dunking box office gold in the coffee. However, this raises more questions. Was this before Sex in the City 2 and therefore Coffee Guy's quest for more coffee can be put down to just chasing the sweet thrill of box office gold in his coffee cup? Or was it after Sex in the City 2 and these events finally broke Coffee Guy's addiction to caffeine and began his lifelong quest for cock. Wow. So it's so hearing, um, just hearing all of those different little... Uh, There's a third point, by the way, but I wanted to break. Pet names. I mean, I know for a fact that um, We Are Your Friends had a release date after Sex and the City too, so it's got to be the, the, the latter. But just hearing the mention of all these different people, um, it's like a flashback to a, a, an acid trip or something. Um we're really in there. You really go in there. And yeah, we do. The the lighthearted suggestion we've not seen where are your friends enough is um it has not been taken in, in its uh good natured intent. <laughs> Noted. Point three. When I first started listening to the podcast, I did not know what either of you looked like. Imagine my excitement when I was watching the Melbourne Comedy Festival Gala and hear the name Guy Montgomery read out as the next comic. I'm not sure what I had in my mind's eye, but I was taken aback when something about how the light fell on the hair and cheekbones of Mr. Montgomery instantly made me think of a cross between former Australian Prime Minister Tony Abbott and my Aunt Shirley. Oh, I really thought that was going in a different direction. <laughs> oh, man. 
I, Tony Abbott's not a bad looking dude. He's just a bad it's, yeah, dude. It's difficult to separate the um the man he's like from a the hot face. Dad. He's 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 someone's hot dad, Tony Abbott. Not super hot, but you know. He like if he never rose through the ranks of Prime Minister or even I guess getting into politics, he'd just be like, you know A firefighter. Yeah. Just a like regular a, volunteer firefighter. An affable idiot who's like mm. got misguided opinions, but you know, if you don't talk to him for long enough, you don't find out about them. He'd have the respect of the community for being a fair dinkum Aussie fire battler. Yeah. I was not sure if Guy was about to spout some wrong side of history bullshit while <laughs> chomping on a raw onion uh, with the skin uh, with the skin on like a maniac, or just be kind and creative and maybe be a bit more interested in Jesus than I am. I guess th- these are the two, <laughs> Tony Abbott and Aunt Shirley. It was a relief when Guy and Steve came out with some cracking comedy. I have more thoughts, but I've taken enough of your time. Love the show. Cheers, Simon. Oh, Simon, what a roller coaster. You really took us on a journey there. Yeah, that was brilliant. I'd love to meet this Shirley. I'd love to stand for a. I'd love to pose for a photo between Tony Abbott and Aunt Shirley, just so we could really. Simon, if it's if you're cool with it, flick us a photo of Aunt Shirley, would you? So we can take a gander, compare it to Guy Montgomery. Yeah, maybe um, if, you, if you're listening, Simon, maybe you could create the composite image of the the three of us side by side, so you don't have to go sending. Um, random pictures of your aunt to podcast hosts. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, Tim, you know I'm a huge advocate for hiring an objective, professional, licensed professional to tell my problems to, so that when they tell me what they think, I know I'm getting it straight. That's where BetterHelp comes in. That's right. BetterHelp have a big pile of professionals to talk to at your convenience online. You've done a bit of therapy, right, Guy? I started doing therapy during, uh, there was a pandemic, I don't know if you remember, and the benefits were immediate and long-lasting. They help give you skills that you can use when you are in stressful or anxious situations. Honestly, it's changed my life for the better. I guess that's why they call it BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash all time today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash all time. 
Anyway, that sounds good. That sounds I've safe. got a uh, I've got a, a message. Here. What I've done, Tim, is I've I've delved into the others folder of our uh, uh, Twitter DMs, and it runs deep. Oh, whoops! And this one, one, this one here. Um, I hope you I hope you're sitting down, Tim, because we're about to be educated. Okay. Hello, my good good boys. Feel free to read this on the friend zone if you'd like. I'm a big fan. I'm reach. This was written on um, September 27th, by the way. I'm reaching out to lovingly call you in on some language you use during the Emmanuel season. Mm-hmm. There is a character in the Emmanuel 2000 series who uses a wheelchair, and during the episodes where she's discussed, you refer to her as wheelchair bound a few times. I just wanted mm-hmm. to let you know that this language is not preferred by the disabled community. Our mobility aids do not confine us, they give us freedom. The preferred language mm-hmm. is wheelchair user, cane user, crutches user, etc., as the case may be. I hold absolutely no ill will against you, Frosty fellas, for making this mistake. I can tell that you always have the best of intentions, and I just wanted to let you know for future reference. And apologies if someone's already educated you on this matter. Thank you for the hours upon hours of entertainment you've provided me, especially during the times when I've been bedridden with my chronic illness or struggling through physical therapy. You've really proven to be the best of company during endless, repetitive days of sickness. Sing my name. True. Drew, thank you very much for that. That makes total sense to me. And apologies for any um, for, for for doing that. That honest mistake, our bad. And I'm going to try and kick that out of my vocab. Yeah. Um, well, such a um, so generously, you know, heard and communicated. So absolutely, thank you thank for you taking so the for time. Kindly. Yeah. And uh, really nice stuff. Yes, very happy to hear that. And best of luck with your your physical therapy. Wheelchair user, cane user makes a lot of sense. That in. It does. It absolutely does. Uh, and Great yeah. Stuff. So thank you, and nothing is, but the best. And actually, you know what, Tim? Why don't you fucking sing Drew's name? Why just me? Drew. Drew. Here's the thing about the boys. The boys love to learn. It's true. So thank you for bringing us that. I'm sure if, if someone was to traipse through the entirety of our podcast, you could probably hear two men being educated in real time. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. And long may it um, persist. Uh, actually, I've already said this person's first name, and I don't know if that's the guy. So it's on the record now, Avery. Um, this is a message from Patreon, Guy. You've inspired me to look into a... Um, often ignored mailbag, which is terrible because these are the people who are financially supporting us, for goodness sake. They should be top of the list always. And maybe if I remember, they will be henceforth. Frosty Fellas, long-time listener, sometimes writer, never been reader. Another Patreon I follow recently restructured their pay scheme, so I've shuffled my one allotted $10 a month over to hashtag pay the boys. Holy shit, that's kind. On top of that, I've recently started a new job with a much longer commute and better pay and have started re-listening to your back catalogue, loving all the times you say season three will be the last in retrospect, as this was the first season I listened to in real time as it was released, and I was genuinely concerned I wouldn't hear from my lads as often afterwards. Keep up the good work, take it easy on the boner, Inspector, and keep your spirits up during lockdown. Genuinely don't know how up-to-date you all are on the friend zone, but feel free to say my name, thank goodness, Avery Cobb, he, him. P.S. 
I'm not a hundred percent sure on the timeline, but I think you boys would have been at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival at the same time as my dad. Oh wait, have I read this one? Mm. He's pretty big in busker circles, from what I understand. Under the ta- the stage name Tom Sectolomi is a sword swallower. We have read this, but I don't remember the first bit. But I remember his dad. I've been trying to get him to listen to the potty, but no luck so far. PPS. I can't believe. Uh, oh, I can't believe I forgot it. I've been blasting my way through Taskmaster NZ after getting hooked from a clip in which Laura stole Guy's girlfriend. Genuinely the funniest shit I've ever seen <laughs> from the whole cast, and I was glad uh, to see you got Chelsea back. The custom T-shirt gear continues to hit it out of the park every time. That was a That's a Guy Montgomery bit, not a Laura Daniel bit. Can't wait for the last two episodes to hit the States. I'm so glad for your message and your American busking, sword-swallowing dad and um, your enjoyment of, I guess, Taskmaster and the podcast. Um, yeah. Tell them about the T-shirt gag, guy. Let us all in. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, so Task, I don't know if anyone's familiar with Taskmaster, but it's a it's a great, like probably the best formatted panel show on international television and it's the same five comedians across a season of 10 episodes and you do all these tasks out in at the taskmaster house and then all of you do them you don't know what each other do they're all sort of uh, funny and stupid and you take them seriously even though they're ridiculous and then at the end of it you watch all of it's like transport this egg across the river you have one gumboot and you're not allowed to get wet. Yes. It's stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's sort of demented parlor games. And um, at the end of it all, you sit in the studio with the other contestants and you watch back all of your footage and then you're judged for your performance by the Taskmaster. And the Taskmaster has an assistant who is our friend, the very funny musician and comedian Paul Williams. And um, you get to choose an outfit for all the tasks. So you wear the same outfit in all of the tasks when you go out to the house. And I chose an outfit which had a uh, picture, like a yearbook picture of a, I would say, right cusping on adolescence, Paul Williams. And I I just thought it would be a funny thing to do to show up in this T-shirt and watch Paul respond to it in real time because I had to go pretty deep into his inner circle to get the T-shirt. And I showed up on the first day and Paul saw it and he's like, you know, he's a pretty unflappable guy and his character on the show is even more so. Like he's sort of... Yeah, very you know, cool. Uh, very cool as a kid. And he's sort of like, physically recoiled and was like mm-hmm. like di- didn't like it <laughs> but had to not like it in character immediately on the show and then when we were on our, our lunch break or whatever that day it turned out the reason he was frustrated is because the yearbook photo from the year before he thought he looked really handsome and he was never happy yeah. with the the photo i chose and um yeah that's a blow that's a blow for a guy making his tv career you know well yeah but i thought you know, it's a funnier photo. It's a comedy show. But so anyway. Well, maybe to you, Guy. Yes. Uh, you Then obviously there are 10 episodes where you're in the studio watching it all back. And so you've got 10 different opportunities to wear clothes. And I got 10 different photos of Paul through the years from infancy to present day. <laughs> and I wore them in my best uh, guess of chronological order across the whole season. And... um Initially, obviously, it rocked because in some of the episodes, it's just not mentioned, yeah, which yeah. kind of makes it all the better. Guys are just wearing Paul Williams as a child on his shirt. Yeah. I, uh, I actually still have the t shirts, and it is my 
My plan, I really want to do a photo shoot with Paul wearing them all and then auction them off for charity. But um, Hell yeah. I'll take those photos. I've got a good camera. They'll be outstanding, it. yeah. Let's put it together. Uh, yeah, I, I, had, I the lockdown sort of got in the way, but I've got this bag of Paul Williams T-shirts in my room that is driving Chelsea fucking nuts. Are they clean? Give them a wash? Yeah, yeah they're clean. Come on. That's good. Come on. I don't know. I'm going to have a bag of dirty T-shirts in there. I don't know what sordid affairs you've got lying around your house uh, at the moment. Now it's in lockdown, standard slip. I tell you, I'm the I'm the laundry guy in this house. Um, Are you? Yeah, I'm the I am the laundry guy. It's uh, not a designation I desired. It's just sort of the way that the chips have fallen. I don't know why that surprises me, but it does. Really? Mm, no. In retrospect, you're actually you 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 sort of you value clothes. I value, yeah, I have... Um, you like to wear, you know, what you want to wear. I know. I'm thinking of, I've got so many T-shirts, like I've been trying to cut down on the clothes I have and I've got so many T-shirts, I was thinking of doing a different T-shirt a day for December and then like banishing the ones I don't like, them. I guess. Farewelling them. Mm. Anyway. I, do you know, I've done a thing this year where I haven't bought a single, well, except for New Year's Day. <laughs> I made a New Year's resolution to buy no clothes. No new clothes. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And I broke it on the 1st of January. <laughs> and after that? Oh, I'm wearing the T-shirt, actually. That's right, it's yeah. A, it's the New Zealand band, band Mermaidens. Yeah, it's it's merch because it's um, we were hanging out with them over New Year's and I think they were like, oh, we didn't sell any T-shirts at the at – the or we sold like two T-shirts. It's like, that T-shirt's fucking sick. I'll buy one. And then it just – everyone was hung over and – Love the t- and they sold like twenty t-shirts at the barbecue. Yeah, it was a really, really powerful play by them. I think you should probably make some sort of allowance for merch to an extent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's slightly different, isn't it? It is. Uh, I've got another one from our Twitter here, Tim. Hi, Timbo Go. and Guy. Price of shit, Montgomery. I'm, I'm going to assume that's a typo. Nah, I like it. It's an evolution of an old favorite. Well, the, I'm going to start calling you a total price of shit. The R and the E are next to each other on your standard keyboard. Anyway, I am the price of shit. That's right. I started listening to the pod after watching Taskmaster NZ. Thanks, YouTube. And seeing the show recommended by some lovely commenter. Oh, I love that. I love the YouTube comment section. Oh, yeah. It's the best. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> Uh, love the show. I'm in my second year of uni and listening to your mental anguish, ang- anguish, anguish is always a lovely break from my stress. In fact, I've been listening to the pod so much that a recent dialect quiz I had to do for my course told everyone my native dialect was from New Zealand. <laughs> I'm actually Welsh. <laughs> They're very different. You brave boys fucked up the data for my whole class. Congratulations. Oh, no. The Welsh accent is a beautiful thing too. I really like Welsh, and it's a very confusing language when um, the Queen's English is your first, mm. is your native tongue. To see Welsh written down, it's like you know five vowels equals a k sound or something. It's a whole lot of those sorts of yeah. rules, which is, is oh, it keeps you on your toes. Man, I would like. I don't know what it is. I really have always wanted. I wanted to like drive around the the British Isles, not Britain so much. But like Wales and Scotland, and I guess Ireland, which is not in the British Isles, it's an important distinction to make, but is still, you know, 
the rolling green hills. And I like the idea of a quaint little pub in a village. Mm. It's all just so fucking appealing to me. It would be similar to New Zealand, but quainter because the pub that you're in is been there since that's, like 1200. I think the, the thing, yeah, that's the point of difference is that it's all old. And because in mm. New Zealand, most of the, the buildings that we frequent in are around, are, are relatively speaking, new. I'd love to just be anywhere that's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years old. You know? There you go. That's just me. You want one more guy? You, yeah, you me? close it out. Hey, boys. First, please don't say my name. Okay. I'm feeling like a lucky duck for not jumping into that. Second, I was on a re-listen of a couple earlier seasons, don't know why I'm reading it like this, and realized that I had not hashtag paid the boys. So I thought it was best to rectify that. Love the shows. Keep doing what you're doing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Third, I think I found another possible coffee guy explanation. This is, everything's fucking linking in. It's so in sync. Coffee Guy is preparing for the New York Comic Con and getting in character for his very specific cosplay of Futurama's Philip J. Fry in the episode 300 Big Boys, where he spends his 300 tricky dick fun bill mm, uh, to buy one cup to buy 100 cups of coffee. Like Fry, the immense amount of coffee causes Coffee Guy to vibrate at a special frequency, which creates a quantum projection of Coffee Guy throughout the numerous performances of the film. In other words, while the other actors must turn up week after week in Sisyphean torment? Sisyphus is a, it's a Greek, um, he's a Greek man who rolled a boulder up. It was. Oh, he had to, to keep rolling the boulder, the boulder up, the hill, up. Yeah. Did he eventually get gored by an eagle or is that someone else who had their guts permanently getting gored out that- by birds? I can't remember. The same guy? Different guy. If you did classics, get in touch. Yeah. Anyway, um, for performer and audience. So, uh, Sisyphe, am I saying that right? Sisyphe? Yeah. Sisyphe and Torment. For performer and audience, Coffee Guy has, in fact, delivered a singular timeless performance around which the others are built. Finally. I watched Team America World Police again recently and I forgot that one of the characters had a run-in with the cast of Cats. Now, I can't shake the image of a drunken Idris Elba and Ian McKellen assaulting a puppet. <laughs> anyway, keep up the good work. Lovely stuff from a person whose name I will not mention. Yeah. But I really like that idea of um, quantum projection. Don't be afraid to associate your name with quantum projection. I was going to say it's very Doctor Strange, but you know what? Fuck Marvel. Not everything is Marvel. Things were things before Marvel yeah. took them on. Yeah, man. So, yeah. How about that? How about it? Hey, Tim, you're actually looking really handsome today. Thanks, man. I just, I just caught that. a. I haven't had a shower. I see. Sometimes that's all it takes. <laughs> just I just caught a glimpse very of rare. myself in the Zoom, and I thought, God almighty, Montgomery, shave your fucking face. Oh, you're all right, man. Nah, 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 nah. Come on, man. Nah, Go nah, easy. Nah, 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 nah. Go hard on yourself. Um, well, thank you to the various identities assumed by our one listener and to... Yeah, and Guy, I mean, I, sorry to interrupt you. I should let you finish no, your sentence. No, no. I fucking care. No, interrupt me, please. Well, what I was going to say is we're sort of at an interesting point now because the, the season's ended and we don't quite know what we're doing next. 
But I did consult on our Patreon what the vibe would be if we put in um, a few of the Killianir episodes. And I don't know if I've actually put this to you yet. But um, how would you feel, Guy, if... if uh, so we've got a Patreon-exclusive podcast called Killianir. And it being behind a paywall has served um, a few masters, one of which is... Mm, at least an illusion of legal protection yeah. against the authorities catching up with us for mm, soliciting murder. Why? Well, yeah. It's all jokes, though. It's important for me to say that every time I reference what's going on, I just winked on a Zoom call to me <laughs> <laughs> on an audio podcast. It was such a subtle wink. Um so, yeah, Guy, how do you feel about that? Because the, the the sort of, I think we coalesced the discussion on Patreon around the fact that, like, not a big issue if we put some of them out there, but maybe we just put a few and not all I of think, them. So maybe I put, yeah. bleed out the first 10. I reckon. Let people know what it's about. Uh, yeah. And obviously those are, those are, we're probably actually due to check in with Jeff, but those are still coming out on the Patreon. So if you like them, you can then catch up on the back catalogue of. Well, yeah, uh, and we are at a at a point where um, if the next phase of Killianir comes to fruition, that I would quite like to make a reality. It would be good for people to have a bit of context before that um, exists. And that the truth, I, I'm for yeah. I'm for it, Tim. I'm all for it. Fantastic. Uh, all right. Well, we'll do that. And then. so yes, so that'll come out next. And then uh, I mean, look, there's some other stuff in the pipe. There's some there's some other stuff happening. That's right. Um. The boys are still on the tools. We are. We are. It's the sun. You know what? It's been raining that whole podcast. Now the sun has broken out. And if oh, that is nice. an encouragement to walk down to the local cafe and pick up a cup of takeaway, Joe. Oh, you know what fucking slays me about that, though? You can't use you say that. Um, reusable cups at the you moment. You say that, but there are some yeah. uh, rogue cafes, namely my local, who will allow for you to use your keep cup. Re- Really? Yeah. Oh, they're not supposed to be doing that. Mm. But I'm glad they are. I know. That's my kind of rogue. Uh, anyhow, that's... Hey, everyone. That's enough from us for right now, but I hope you're having a good day. Whatever else is happening in your life, I hope today is good. Yeah. Tim Tim could care less about your tomorrow. Tomorrow's tomorrow. Tomorrow doesn't exist, though. Yeah. All that exists is today. Wow. I hope you have a good tomorrow. I believe in the concept of tomorrow and I, I, I wish nothing but the best for you then. Bye. In the friend zone, you're always home. In the friend zone, you're not alone. Anytime. With Tim and Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.